Welcome to Spectre in the Fog, a homebrew Call of Cthulhu Chaosium game. And we're back. Well, sort of. Come on in and take a seat next to the fire on this cold night. Grab a beverage, join myself, Dan, Daniel, Ben, Chris and Zuki as we discuss our thoughts on Series 3 of Spectre in the Fog, Chateau Estrange. What do you call a psychic midget who's escaped from prison? I don't know. Small, Small medium, medium at large. Ah, I've actually heard that one. That's actually pretty good, actually. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've told you that one before. Yeah, probably more than likely. That's literally, that's literally, that's how I'm going to, I'm going to cut it and that's how I'm going to open this, this, this special episode with that joke. I love it. Well, we do have a medium in the party, so that makes sense. That's true. Yes. Is he small? Yeah, we do. Is, what was, was JJ small? Like, oh, how big was JJ? No, he was like... Oh, he was a medium as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like a clairvoyant or something. Medium. Yeah. Medium so large. Yeah, he, he did seem pretty large. Okay. Mm -hmm. So should we go around and introduce who we are and who we were playing? Yeah, yeah. Well, Zuki, I mean, like, you ran the story. Why don't you, you know, introduce us? Okay, yeah, so I'm Zuki, I was the GM uh, for Chateau Astrange, uh, or Etrange, sorry, because that's the proper French. Uh, and um, Get out of here, honestly. What? you got to pronounce it properly. Can we restart? Two you no longer here. have to listen to my terrible French accent as Henri. So, yeah, what, uh, the other way sounds like it's just Doctor Strange's house. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just well. a strange house, that's what it is. It's a strange house. Um, that's how he invites girls in. Um, uh, allow yeah. me to introduce you to Chateau Estrange. <laughs> and just the cape just billows out. Oh exactly. dear. But, and then, who else do we have? Uh, well, we've got uh, we've got me, George, who normally, um, who normally runs the, the games, but this time I was a player. And I was uh, Henry Stevens, the, uh, the bumbling lawyer, who turned out not to be so bumbling or a lawyer by the end of it. Um, there was some stuff going on there that uh, me and Zuki had discussed and, and might come out in this uh, special debrief episode. So, yeah, enjoy that. Um, I'm Dan. I play the JJ McKay, um, the grandson of Marcus uh, Queenston from season one and two, I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh Mark, actually, no, JJ was a clairvoyant. Uh, which is why we got uh, a good few hints as to what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. and a mechanic. But... And a mechanic, and he never got that car. He never got that car. He never got the car. The car oh, went yeah. went down with the island. Yeah. Just watch the car get sucked into a god's mouth. Mm -hmm. I am the other Dan. I played Andre, who was a Soviet occultist. Probably got exactly what he deserved. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh dear. Such a promising start as well. I was really enjoying I mean, it. Was, it, was, it was a great way to start the series. Like, oh yeah, this is kind of interesting. And then everything happened in the world and it kind of got a bit awkward. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, nah, he's gonna, if, if, if this is going on in the real life, he's going to descend into a bad guy and then he's going to go insane and, and then he went more insane and. Yeah, yeah, I think it... Blood Ritual! Yeah, Blood Ritual, that solves everything. Yeah, I, mean, I think it ended up well for 
for, for Andre, right? I mean, um, no. <laughs> No, he probably got the worst ending of anyone. So, I really? think he got the most well-deserved ending of anyone. I'm oh, also yeah, a little concerned that, that my line is not moving when I talk, so I really hope this is actually recording. Oh no, it's recording. It's, it's recording. Oh, if you want to see everyone, move. should have stayed quiet at that moment. Come on. Yeah. Actually, I don't see Barry's uh, <laughs> moving. I'm not saying anything because I was told to mute in between stuff oh, okay. because you could hear the Viking next to me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a good time for you to talk then. Hello. Oh no, it's Ben. That's it. That's all I got. That's Barry. That's Barry. Yeah. So, uh, hello, I'm Ben. Um, I played. Bug Eye Barry in the in this, in this season. My um, favourite character. <laughs> see, this guy oh, gets God. it. In anything you tried to kill him in the like, first and second episode. Yeah, so, I yeah despite to... the fact that I got you punched out and shot with a shotgun, you're still my yeah. favourite. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you were on the cusp of going completely insane, from what I remember as well. There was a time. You were down to almost zero luck as well, so yeah, was... the rest of your life is not going to be good. <laughs> I had like 20 luck, although he hasn't really been very lucky up until this point anyway, um, and I had about 33 sanity by the end of it, and and um, 1 HP, I think it was. Oh yes, because we, 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 so... we yeeted ourselves off of the Bayaki and, and, and got... And, and, you... and I just belly flopped, just... Yeah. Smacked into the water, <laughs> almost unconscious. I failed a ninety constitution roll. Yeah. How? <laughs> How? I got a ninety-seven or something, and then Why I rolled you? and I got an eighty-nine. I pushed Why are you it. Got like an some, eighty-nine or something. some kind of <laughs> dice rolling casual. <laughs> but then I succeeded a freaking Cthulhu Mythos roll with one. Oh no, it was a two, but I I lucked it for one. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously yeah. you're going to do that. Why not? So, I don't know. Barry's a bit of an odd chap. Turns out the hobo with the weird eye, for some reason, has quite a good inkling into what's going on in the world of Cthulhu. It occurs to me that we never did the hobo with a shotgun joke. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure we there did. Was, there was but quite a few Hot Fuzz references in there. I, <laughs> I feel like you missed a lot of opportunities. I definitely though. missed a lot of them. I mean, but, you know, you I know definitely what? got a few in there. Later on, later on, we can, we can just we can just ring them off, Ben, and yeah. and and just just have a special just have a, a special hot fuzz just <laughs> info dump. Yeah. Should we just just quote the whole movie? Just, we can get through the whole thing. <laughs> I think we should actually really everybody you. watch the movie and we just record our own commentary track for it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we, we should just do a to... Call of Cthulhu that is hot fuzz. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That will work. Everyone can have like the farmers' accents, and we can have Yarp. all the references. Before we go too far down the uh, hot fuzz rabbit hole, yeah, I'm Chris. I played Charles, the East End boxer, who originally came to the island to look for his lost cousin. But uh, when it became immediately evident that it's all weird and fucked, just wanted to nope out of them. I mean, that was it. We never actually wrapped up what happened to your cousin. Like, we don't even know what no, your cousin... Did, 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 we, did we even get a name for your cousin? It was just... Mary. Mary? It never came up, but it was Mary. No, I yeah. don't think it did. I, I think don't think it ever came up. Completely messed that up. Spoiler, just... Barry's the cousin. Yeah. Barry's the cousin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barry's Mary. I think we can all assume that Mary died a horrible death. Like <laughs> yeah. Some of them did escape the island, so maybe it was one of them, and they just run away, but you're right, it's almost certain, yes. Most of the other people that stayed behind died horribly. 
Hooray. Especially if they're called Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All sure the last thing we wiped... heard the god say was fuck you, Mary. Yeah, yeah. I think we wiped out the entire Le Pen family as well, didn't we? Or they wiped out themselves. Yeah, I mean, originally Samuel Le Pen was going to be one of the pre-gen characters for when we were talking about doing pre-gens. And he had a, actually had the background of um, yeah, seeking his father out on the island, which is why you find you, you found his dad at one point, and uh, it was a very horrible reunion. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I did, I, I, I was all like, "Huh, this is happening now." Yeah. If, <laughs> are you sure? If your dad came shambling towards you with a, um, what were those guys called actually? The the creatures. I just called them the the touched of uh, Zonareth. So they were just basically things so, yeah. that had been affected by its by its. Uh, Affected by its magic and uh, its ability to swallow the fates of people, basically, and, and places. Yeah, I reckon if my dad came shambling towards me as a, as a touched, I think I'd be a, a bit more than just mildly, mildly interested. Yeah. Well, I think I think it'd be more a case of oh fuck, and then you just run away. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. That's that's mostly it. Nah, yeah, mind you, be a fuck off, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh. So the actual inspiration for the uh, the scenario was just the, the idea of what would happen if somebody was a totally irresponsible magician, cultist, who had done all this weird stuff during his life, but then when he died, all of the things that he kind of had in motion would have kind of just destroyed the place where he lived and so forth. So And that kind of developed into the idea that he summoned a god and that he couldn't control it, and he had no idea how to send it back. And it was just he just died, not knowing what to do about it, and then all hell broke loose. And you guys turn up in the aftermath of that. So, the idea of lots of exploration, lots of finding out what's going on, but also you're trapped on this island without a boat to rescue you when all it, it all goes down. So, I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it definitely hit hit all the points of. Um you know sort of like this impending this this impending doom like straight straight from the beginning like you knew something was going to go horribly wrong and we were alone on the island it was a case of like well how are we going to get off the island I, I i had that feeling from from the very very beginning and then the nazis turned up and i thought it was indiana jones <laughs> which was just amazing i was like yes yeah can i can i get a rocket launcher out at one point and then we have to have a conversation and then I'm like, and then I put it down, and I have to say to like Barry, "Close your eyes, Barry. Don't look." As they're like opening like the Ark of the Covenant or something. I don't know. I, it just yeah. It was, it was yeah, good. it was Paul Cthulhu. I should have just gone full um, Wolfenstein. Yeah. yeah. Nazi robot dogs and the uh, Mecha Hitler. But you know, I, I didn't want to jump the shark. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, uh, the Nazis were actually. Something I added towards the end when I was thinking, well, how do I really push things along to make it really exciting? And towards the end, I thought, why not? Why not have external forces turn up that are going to go force you to to deal with it or not, as the case may be? Mm. Uh, it, I thought it was quite a nice nice way to kind of add a bit of a surprise to the ending rather than just, blur everything's going to explode, there's a god appearing. It was pretty funny when I think the, the shoe dropped. <clears throat> yeah, They were Nazis. Um, I think up until that point, Andre definitely been chanting some of like, just general guys. And when he was saying like, the Reich will be pleased, and we all went, ah, Nazis, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say that they were Kriegsmarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to you, to you guys, yeah, I guess, I mean, the war's only just started, you wouldn't think of them that way immediately as being old. Yeah, I mean, like, as they didn't say, hi, we're Kriegsmarines, so the characters would just be like, these are just some dudes. Yeah, yeah. Although they would be wearing, yeah, German... I mean, they'd be speaking with, with German accents and stuff, obviously, but... Yeah, that's it. It was, it was just a nice way to kind of inject a bit of tension into it, and also to kind of push things towards a conclusion. I think it was a good way to, to do that. And I like the fact that, yeah, you, you ended up on the boat, and you were like... There when they all went mad, and it was just a nice, nice coda to that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some really good sound effects of just gunshots and people screaming uh, when yeah. I get to that point of the editing for for, for, for that uh, for that final there? episode. What do you mean? Who else would be there? There was like well, there was like 20 guys them. on. There was like 20 guys on that boat, and some of them were shooting themselves. Oh. Yeah. Some of them sorry, were literally committing suicide. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that one. And yeah, just yeah. firing. Um, Twenty millimeter cannons towards the thing that was they could see on the on the island and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot. Of yeah. That yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I always find like, what I found when I was writing the first two series. It's it's hard to find a way to kind of finish finish things off. You have to kind of like force the issue. Um, and I didn't think like I I didn't you know what I didn't. I think when I've done it, it, it's kind of obvious I'm like trying to push towards a conclusion. But when the Nazis turned up, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, we're going into the second phase. Oh, what's going to happen here? We're going to have to like, you know, deal with the, uh, the like it's the false society, isn't it? That was the. Mm. Um, I thought we were going to go straight into that kind of stuff and like uh, Himmler and all of that, all of that That's jazz. Because I, I did actually write. I was thinking, well, what if I made this into a much bigger campaign? Like, what would I do? And then, who, who would the who would the they be? And, and, the, and the false society were definitely part of that. Um, who were basically? I think they were. I was going to make them worshippers of. Um, no, they're not really worshippers of anyone, but they would try and harness Zonareth to their own ends, basically. Yeah, but yeah. The thing is, it's it's a really difficult thing to bring. I think it is to bring Nazis into your game because there's all sorts of questions there. Like, what if you guys started cooperating with them, like you did? <laughs> you know. Yeah, like what kind of lines do you cross? Yeah. In a fictional sense, like, you know, none of us would actually I'm, I'm join forces with Nazis. On, but... Andre would have crossed absolutely any lines. Andre was a scumbag. Yep. Yeah. He didn't start out that way, but I think he turned that way after reading all that stuff and making a deal mm. with her. Uh, yeah. Still. Yeah. I think it was more It was more when you got that crazy tongue stuff that, again, we kind of forgot about that mm. sort of turned you into making you think that you were untouchable. Yeah. Well, I was uh, get, yeah, that, with that, I was... That was actually one of the things that would help you control the Bayaki. That was what it was designed for, because that's what you saw when you had that vision. Um, so that was linked to that, but you never tried to use it in conjunction with the Bayaki. And I probably should have pushed that a bit harder, you're mm. right, and said, you know, that's that's what you saw is what you summoned kind of thing. But again, I was, um, yeah, I did make a few mistakes like that during this scenario. Um, <laughs> Where there were a few loose loose threads there, like that, because um, I did kind of intend the house to be full of some interesting artifacts and things for you to find and and books and stuff. And I yeah, use some of how it goes though. Like, yeah, in in you know in quote unquote real life, you don't discover everything all the time. Mm, that's it. I actually randomly rolled that that particular object and also the book that you found. And then I thought, I think there's enough weird magic stuff floating around, so I'm not going to use any more. But it was kind of almost randomised what what you found and what was useful, um, just to see how it would turn out. Uh, yeah, 
I did a whole table of things that you could have found in various places. Because the whole idea was that while you were searching through the house, you'd be kind of discovering weird stuff that was throughout the lifetime of Henri and also the previous game. So I did well, a bit of that. Weird, like, like, otherworldly badger thing we found. Yeah, <laughs> the badger is just one sentence I put in in, in, the, in the foyer. It's been in there since the beginning. It was just like that, just something to like make you worry about. Oh, there's something in there, and I can hear it. And like, what do we do? What if it's a monster? But it was just a badger. It became the the, <laughs> the, I mean, it did, crew, it did, the true enemy. Yeah, it, it did become the focal point of like a large portion of the story. Let's be honest here. Like, especially especially when the line was was um like. You, like literally, I mean, we have the audio proof of Ben saying he was going to go down on the badger. He was going to hold it down and go down on it, oh, and then yeah, we all, yeah. and then we all went, "Oh, really? Come on, man!" After you guys said it. I, no, I said I'm going to go. I wanted to eat the badger, and Dan saw. <laughs> that was it. Was... You wanted to eat out the badger. No, That's no. what you said. I said uh, I I'm going to splice badger. in that and bit of audio Dan's here. Way. I'm going to find it. I yeah, want to be made clear that it was the other Dan, not me. Yeah, no, it was yourself. You said, "Are you on a what? On a first date?" Yeah, on the first date. That was, that was that? your response. Yeah, I don't remember sexualizing the badger. That sounds, at all. Like, that sounds like you, Dan. It <laughs> does sound like me, but I genuinely don't remember trying to sexualize badgers. And and I was, yeah, really yeah I remember I said that, and then I just went with it because why the hell not? <laughs> Oh, I, said, I think I said it sarcastically, and then it was funny, so I just carried on with it. So I'm just the but the badger survived. So like, what is the badger story after the? I think really that's all the people care about. What that happened is, to the badger? Yeah, you, you've got to tell once, us what happened to that badger once once he got onto the British. Oh British yeah, we threw it, you guys threw it on the boat. Fuck yeah, yeah. he yeah. got off the it's, island. It's up to you guys, really. I mean, I'm sure the sailors of the of HMS Gateshead are not going to be like. We're going to look after this badger for you. It's your badger now. The badger goes on to uh, help win the war. Isn't it good luck to have a pet on the ship? Uh, mascot. He became the mascot. Or just comes overboard immediately. A feral badger. A fe- random feral badger became a mascot of the Royal Navy. What? What? What do you think? What do you think the, na- the, 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 the naval officers would have named it? Barry. Bertie. Bertie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bertie. I was thinking Nigel, but Nigel. Uh, no, 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 Nigel. Nigel the, Na- Nigel the Navy Badger. No, I can't believe that Nigel the Naked Badger. Navy Badger. God damn it, man! Clean out your ears. Definitely said Navy. <laughs> I can't believe that you uh, just murdered um, your uh, um, Bartholomew. You just left him to the uh, <laughs> to be shot to pieces by the AA guns. He served his purpose. Ugh. Wow. That was look. That, that was the whole point. That was the whole point I was trying to get across about about Henry. Like everyone was useful up until they'd served their purpose, and then everyone was was disposable, including the Bayaki. You know, it was all about making. The whole point of uh, of the way I played him was to make everyone think that I was playing an idiot, which I think worked quite well. Um, you know, the responses from from you guys when I would say something like, "Oh, <laughs> don't let Henry do it." But the whole point was it was... What? What? What did you say? What? 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 Hey? Mm, I guess the the question is, was Henry truly hypnotised? I believe the role said he was. Oh, no. He he was definitely hypnotised at that point. But but there was a lot more going on with that character. Um, I don't know if, like, 
Zuki really wants me to go into it. Well, we might as well. It's the debrief. So me and Zuki were, were, were talking about the role that Henry would actually play in the story. Um, I don't know if you can remember much of the discussion, Zuki, but it was um, mm. it was it was along the lines of Henry was supposed to be like this counter character to, to everyone else. Like he's not there to be the investigator. He kind of knows what's going on, but he's there as like a representative of the of the Aldrich Foundation. So he's basically part of the bad guys, quotey fingers. Because you always have to understand that with Cthulhu, everyone's morally ambiguous anyway. Even the good guys do bad things. Um, so the whole the whole point of Henry was he was there to get information for the Foundation that was going to filter back towards um, the now head of the Foundation. We should really do do like a like a Bible a mini Bible episode, but. Um, Essentially, Craster ends up taking over this, taking over the bad guys, because he gets mm. power crazy after, oh, after yeah. the events of um, of the Dreamlands and everything else. He gets this fear of death, so he doesn't want to die. So he joins the Foundation and kind of extends his life, a la the um, Halloween special, where we um, where we had those weird fleshy clones of ourselves. What were those things again? It was it was uh, Paul. Was that it was Paul Fricker's story, wasn't it? That That's one? right. So those things were basically um, an experiment by the Mygo to try and um, try and create facsimiles of humans, uh, basically. Mm. Um, mm. Part of that, and basically the Nazis were working with them, or the the Nazi doctor, and they yeah they were just using them to they, they were using your original bodies to create these things, and then yeah, and then what happened was I think the doctor wanted to. Um, Actually, we don't. This is a spoiler. We shouldn't give, <laughs> give it away everything, because that, that's spoilers for that adventure. Again, if people have listened to the podcast, they've got spoilers for that adventure. I mean, I think if, if people have got this far into the podcast, they probably mm-hmm. would have listened to the Halloween special. If yeah. not, just pause now. Go yeah, back no, to the Halloween right now. We'll yeah, wait. go back to the Halloween special. Like, there's two. It's a, it's a two-parter. It's really good. It gets a bit crazy, and I do a French accent, and then just come back to this point. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you. We'll, we'll, we'll just pause for a second. It's interesting you're talking about Henry, by the way, being like one of the bad guys. Because when I did the 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 characters for the one shot, one of them was a member of the Brotherhood of, of the Black Pharaoh, and basically wanted to come to the house and do almost the same thing as Henry was doing. So it was, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh is that like Naho Lethetep or something? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I was getting those vibes off of the uh, off of the Kriegsmarine as well. Because I'm pretty sure they mentioned. Like a did, like a wanderer yeah. in black or something. I'm thinking that's that's not a lethotep. Yeah, sure. He, yeah, he was a worshipper of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. I picked up on it. I hope other people picked up on it as well. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you take me for? I I take you for for, <laughs> for Ben. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that'll do. That'll do. I could have done, done a lot worse. Oh dear. Oh, I'm sorry, I must be incredibly ignorant because the only pharaoh I can remember is must have a pee pee. Mm. Uh, oh Jesus. Uh, we're back for the joke. <laughs> Are you proud there of that one? I, I am ecstatic. That is, I'm a half master of it. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. 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 So, what what were like other people's ideas of their characters? Like, where where did people want to go with? Um, did, did, was it? Did you feel like you 
you kind of completed like a mini arc or do you think there's still like unanswered questions for, for some of your characters i mean i feel that you um andre was basically trying to become yuri from red alert command and conquer 2 and be the secret <laughs> power behind the soviet throne okay and um i feel he got exactly what he fucking deserved because he didn't even get to die He's in a mental institution somewhere in probably Cornwall, which I imagine is worse than death. I mean, yeah, it's got to be pretty grim, isn't <laughs> it? I'm pretty sure he's, he, he's trying to... He, I mean, he was writing sigils in his own blood. I imagine now it's probably just his own poo. But, you know, that's sort of the the way he's gone down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I was never going to play him as a nice guy, but you know things happen in the real world i said nah he's an utter bastard now and this is why I, I always said to you guys offline that if he does something and you think it's necessary to kill him kill him i'm not going to be offended he's a dick <laughs> yeah I, I definitely didn't try and protect you guys as you can tell because it was like yeah under one hit point um but equally yeah i think it was it would be better if most of you survive i think because you never know we might do a follow-up Interesting how Andre can come into it then, but yeah, yeah, yeah somebody get him out of the asylum. Just on yeah. day release. <laughs> um, Andre's grand adventure. <laughs> no, I just need some of your blood. It is, uh... <laughs> no, it's fine. We, we will seal the elder god. I want all of it, just some. You don't need like, it all. Why are you being so greedy? I feel I feel like I feel like we we could we could probably write some sort of like vampiric comedy Cthulhu tale about it. Like everyone thinks there's a vampire around, but it's just Andre like like trying to get collect people's blood, <laughs> like a really um... shit door to door salesman. <laughs> we well, has still got that hypnosis power, so he probably could do it. <laughs> oh god, he could actually achieve. Oh fuck. Oh dear, I think I think we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's whether he's sane enough to do it. Oh yeah. So um, if he's not like full on shit, he's not exactly going to be thinking straight, is he? He might not think to try. I mean, he could escape with the hypnosis powers as well. Oh man, we could do a follow up. You could do a follow up with him as the big bad. <laughs> could be. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna have to run that one, aren't I? Fuck. Well, I think I, th well, I think you're gonna have to. There we go. Damn it! Damn it! Why did I just give myself more work? Season five, ladies and gentlemen. Sneak Season me. five. Season five. Andre's day out. And there's just your four poor sods in the village having to deal with this crazy Russian who can go around and hypnotise people and just steals a bit of blood. Not all your blood, just a little bit of blood. You don't need it all, you greedy fuck. <laughs> I think um for JJ his arc went. As which as well it could be on you. He was a guy who wanted to find out the truth. He found out the truth and then um, got recruited. So, yeah, I, I think, think it's I... very appropriate that your character joins the chapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was yeah. finding out that Marcus started it. Yeah, I mean, like it was, it was like the idea for the chapel committee was it was the original members of of season one and two, including Henri that that formed it with. Um, uh, Reed and oh Christ, I can't remember the the other the other saw the the, the constable that survived because the other two died, didn't they? Oh yeah. Oh uh, the other guy, 
Oh, I feel awful. Yeah, um, I think, it's, I think it's, a, it's a nice vibe, and it brings the story, like, you know, through... It, um, yeah, it, known about the company, could it be, it'll be very secret, blah blah. Maybe Mark Lynn was involved, who knows? So I think yeah, it was a, it was a good way of going. I can see him being used like an NPC or something in the future. Yeah, I mean it creates a continuity as well. It, it kind of it kind of adds into that whole we we did originally have that kind of like JJ uh, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, vibe. Yeah, and yeah. especially when you called him JJ, I was like, yes, yes, this is happening now. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. One thing I'll say is that if you want to, I can share the document that I wrote for this whole adventure, and you can have a look at it at some point. Well, that'd be quite cool. Got a lot yeah, of notes nice on, like lots of stuff that I didn't use, and lots of stuff that I was thinking about. And uh, it's interesting if you want to read through it, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. It'd even be cool. I could possibly even publish it to the li- listeners too, because there's nothing. I, I I think I think the listeners would find that very interesting to see, because I mean you're kind of. I would look at you as like the seasoned professional when it comes to like running these sorts of games, whereas I'm like still the, like the bumbling fool who just makes shit up as he goes along. In terms of rules, like I'm very methodical when it comes to storylining, like painfully so. But when it comes to like rules, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like to think I can do things off the cuff, I take huge amounts of notes that I just refer to when running that help me kind of remember what I want to happen and. and when I'm lost for descriptions of places, but also like every session before the session, I would take notes on like what's going to happen in this session, a result of what happened in the last session kind of thing. And that there's kind of sequential from session 10, like notes of mine from session 10 down to the first one about what I think might happen in that session. It's Mm. kind of interesting to, to read through that kind of stuff. I think for you guys, but then there's loads of stuff that I didn't use and kind of mixed together and descriptions of places and, Things like that, so it's, it's really interesting. I think. I mean, and I'm I, I'm totally okay with publishing it so that sharing it with the uh, the audience as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting to read through and look at. Yeah, that'd be quite cool to read and see all the little things that we did miss and yeah, put in some lights maybe. I want to know what Barry's going to do in the next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we all know what Barry's going to do. Does Barry know uh, what uh, Barry's going to do? Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say like Ben, like how how do you think like Barry's story went? Because I feel like. We kind of forced you into playing the character during the generation. <laughs> I mean, what can we say about Barry, really? Um, yeah, what can we say? He just he just wanted a meal, I think. Um, and at the end and of a all of it, and a, well, that's what well, saying. with the badger, you could eat it on the ship on the way back. Well, I mean, you know, I think some sort of something just might have um, you know blossomed between the two of them. And, I feel like uh, everything everything just, you and the badger have gone through. Like, you know, yeah, he's he's not he's not just a companion now. You know, he's. Uh, I don't know, man. What is the badger possessed? I'm, whatever, I'm was on, whatever was on the island is, is within the badger. <laughs> oh no! The, <laughs> the island lives on, and as you as you fade out on the ship, that's uh, just badger. sailing away. The badger looks back, and it's got the red eyes. Yeah, it's going to be like dead space with the three tentacles coming out of the back. <laughs> exactly. yeah, those and then secret, secretly, the badger isn't actually the badger; it's Andre. What? Oh, that's a Scooby Doo reveal. Okay, yeah. Yeah. now you, you lost me there. Okay. Yeah. So, then, so then who's, uh, who's Andre? The badger. He swapped wow. minds. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That that works. That works with the. Um... Oh God! What are the ones that swap their what swap their minds with people and then mind wipe them afterwards? 
It's not the fun guy from Yugoth, is it? That's the Migo. There's there's there's, there's a particular uh, race in the Cthulhu mythos that um, that they move their minds from bodies to bodies, and they're having like a war with like these things called the flying polyps. Oh, that's the great race, right? Yeah, Yeah. the great the Yith, the great race of Yith. Yith. Is it Yith? Yeah. (laughs) The great the great race of Yith. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yith. Yif, not Yif. Just stop saying Yif. You're gonna get excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like from Barry's perspective, as long as he, uh, you know, got got some grub, he was all right. And that was, you know, like that was all he wanted. You know, you found him on the ship. He was just trying to find some food. He gets taken off to this strange island that he doesn't know anything about, nor cares, to be perfectly honest. Um, yep. Gets involved in all this. Gets shot in the face. Um, you know, attacked by God knows what, and um, and he you know, casts a spell. <laughs> and he casts a spell <clears throat> and saves Henry. Yeah, he seemed he seemed weirdly unfazed about that. Wasn't there a no, point I mean, where he was the only one that actually saw the uh, thing downstairs in the? Um, I think it was. Room. I think it was yeah. he and Andre. It was he and one other person. I think. It was me and you. Oh no 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 no! The first one that was that was um, uh, what's his name that uh, transformed, wasn't it? Um, the first one we saw. It was the second one. No, you saw Samuel in the basement, and then Samuel. you hid behind you, you hid behind the deer carcass in the um, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the freezer. Yeah, like a champion. Like a champ, yeah. Charles just, just... ran away and then forgot. Didn't know why he ran away. Yep, yep, yep. And I forgot why you ran away, so I just assumed you were afraid of the dark. I thought that was amazing. That little back and forth we had there, that was really good. Yeah. Well, this is it. Like Charles wasn't sure, so he kind of like had to be a bit like, no, no, that's not it. No, fuck that. No, but he wasn't <laughs> sure because he doesn't know why he ran. So I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was funny. But no, I think Barry's story, you know could have had uh, potentially some more added to it. I think there was a lot of room for, you know, more content, but, um, you know, I think I think he had a good circle in the end. Yeah, so do you think, do you think he, his, his story is now complete? You won't you won't ever reprise the role of Barry? But I, I Have oh, you put your... Wait, wait, there's so much more depth to Barry to plant. What? Have I put my bindle down? Have you put your bindle down and have you put your West Country accent back in the drawer? I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it right now. I mean, Barry on that boat turning up with the badger. I think he's an admiral by now. <laughs> Barry turning up with the badger. Oh, Charles yeah. turned up with the badger and Barry. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, I mean, Barry with his bug eyes. I mean, they probably put an eye patch on him. Thought, oh, that's clearly clearly command material. That's at least like. You know, not. I don't know what admiral. Is, he's at least admiral. a rear admiral. He's yeah, at least yeah. a rear admiral. At least. Well, he's a rear admiral of the Badger. Ho ho! Set you up. You knocked it down. You can't tell, but I'm finger gunning. Yeah, no, I'm finger gunning too. We can hear it. You can. Anyway, like talking yeah. of talking of uh, Charles and like and like saving the day. What, what, how do you feel about where that character went, Chris? Because like you, you do actually oh. miss a couple of episodes. Like a I couple did, of sessions, with, uh, as scheduling conflicts and life. Um, yeah. Luckily, Charles was constantly scared of things he didn't know what was going on, so it kind of made sense for him to just wander around the woods, getting lost and afraid, despite being 
cover out at all. I think he was on six foot six. And... He was a unit. Yeah, he, well, he was a heavyweight boxer, so he was he was a big boy. Mm. Uh, but also clearly not the smartest. But uh, yeah, he got by. I think uh, he had every intention of trying to find out what happened to Mary. But until we forgot about the character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we kind of forgot. <laughs> but character-wise, completely I'm going to say that he realised that, yeah, no, this is way above, like, a missing person. This is magic and shit. I'm out. And yep. if we could all forget that releasing the god is Charles's fault, that would be appreciated. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, me and Barry there. No one's going to believe Barry. I mean, you should feel okay the fact that the, would believe me. And the Germans would have come along and done it anyway, because that's pretty much what my idea was. Yeah, it was oh, right. I made life easier for the Nazis. That's yeah, exactly. Wow, wow, collaborator. <laughs> I don't think Charles can spell collaborator. <laughs> I don't think I can actually. <laughs> no, I can. Yeah, I can. I think. Charles is in a position where, while he probably wouldn't want a whole lot to do with it, um, he'd probably be feeling a little bit, not betrayed by Henry, but he'd be a little bit unsure. I don't know how much was fully revealed in game of what you were, but obviously it's clear you weren't who you hired me as. I mean, no. The whole point of Henry was, like, he hired you all as as Henry Stevens, as that character. Like, you were hired to do a job, but he knew you were a strongman, so I could get you to do lifting and moving stuff around. Like, uh, you know, JJ so was there. Yeah, basically, yeah, I was just using you for your body. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, your rippling muscles, you know, hoping you take your shirt off at some point. Understandable. Yeah, I know. I mean, I could what? take my shirt off now if it helps. Getting a bit uh... steamy in here. Actually, I, one thing I'd like to ask is um, for Zuki. Did we do? Did we as players do anything that like you know really threw you off at any point, or all um, like going according to plan most of the time? I think yeah, maybe uh, joining up with the Nazis was unexpected, but kind of cool. I liked it. Um, destroying that thing was also kind of cool and unexpected. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing that was totally like oh my god, I don't know how to deal with this this aspect of it. No. Um, although yeah, I think obviously there were bits where I was thinking oh this is flagging a bit. I think you even said that um, that you needed to get away from the investigation bit and get into some action. So that was a good a good tip there. Hmm. That, but I think yeah, because I wanted it to be a slow build, but also yeah, I think we needed to get have something horrible happen because there was clearly something terrible that happened on the island, but you saw no real evidence of it. So um, yeah, it was good when things started going horrible. Um, and yeah, it was yeah. I would have been worried if one of you had died early on, but I had Frank kind of as a backup character if one of that did happen. Shoot Barry in the face. Yeah, and I dropped a, I dropped a house on. Like the first. Yeah, I dropped a house on. I've killed the horse. <laughs> yeah. What's what's the plan always Actually, for the island? That doesn't mind about how Andre was just out of commission for like four episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then that kind of fit his character. I think. It also, like, give him time to go mad and you know be a bad guy. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think overall, I, I really enjoyed your kind of your guys' interactions. So it was a lot, of, a lot of fun. 
but I think it was more for me. I, I was like not quite sure how to finish the adventure. I, I I kind of I'd set it up so that there was no solution, and I think that's that's an interesting way to do Cthulhu in that it isn't really about fixing the situation; it's about surviving the situation, and that's that's the kind of adventure I wanted it to be. Because it would I was thinking, do I develop a way to bring in this kind of Deus Ex Machina of like. I was planning on doing something like, say, bring some deep ones along that would cooperate with you to try and stop the guard and things like this. But in the end, I just thought, no, I'm just going to make it difficult for you guys to to do anything but survive. And just that's what Cthulhu is about a lot of the time. You know, that's what it can be about. And it's not about fixing things because some things are just bigger than you. Hmm. Well, it's that whole it's that whole thing from from the original. You know, mythos it was written by Lovecraft and uh, Howard and Augustaleth and that you know that we are ins insignificant you know we don't have the ability to change what's going on around us we just have to we, we either completely oblivious to what's going on or those that do know have no power over it anyway mm -hmm. um, so it it, it, it works on, on, on that level it works on that very core level you know a lot of Lovecraft stories are about someone's slow descent into madness and they, there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> That's not always fun to roleplay, but so I think Cthulhu has the advantage that you can kind of at least hope to have an out, an outcome that's not terrible for your character, but you can't yeah, always expect yeah. to win. Yeah. Um, oh, you actually wanted to ask. Um, I remember, because because JJ wasn't there for a lot of the bits, the guys went with on the Yaki and ended up at like a labyrinth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could you tell me a bit more about the labyrinth stuff? Yeah, what what was the whole thing about the maze? Could we could we have actually gone in there? You could have done. It would have been pretty horrible though. It would have been full of those creatures and also kind of spatial distortions and the oh Jesus <laughs> and, and getting closer and closer to the god would have made you more and more insane because the labyrinth was there. It was kind of on the island before before all this started happening, but it was where Henri trapped the god. He kind of used magic to keep the god confused so it couldn't escape from this labyrinth. So it was just filled with this angry god and its servitors. So yeah, going in there would not have been fun. Um, <laughs> okay, damn. But it kind of that all kind of went out the window when you destroyed the orb, and then it was just whatever whatever spell was keeping it in the labyrinth was released, and it could immediately start destroying the island fairly soon after that. You know, mm -hmm. you, almost immediately you saw things coming out of the maze, and uh, yeah, it was just slowly starting to consume the island. Okay. I'm assuming as well that like that really big, um, touched individual um, that that sort of like came stumbling out with Omri. That was actually a deep one, right? Well, I, I did right. guess that right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a deep because one of the spells it was interesting because you had in the book that you found there were two spells. One was contact the god, and one was contact the deep ones. And you could have cast either. That was kind of, which spell would you learn and which one would you cast? And then a different thing would have happened. You know, so it, but you decided to learn the one that would contact the god, um, which was probably not the most useful because that god couldn't do much about it either. But the deep ones might have been able to. But I quite like the yeah that choice. I like having choices that affect the plot in ways that even I don't expect. You know, in in games, yeah. Because hmm. I think it, I think giving the players agency, making them feel like they're a part of the story and their decisions matter, is really important to me. Yeah, in games. So, yeah, that's what I was trying to do with that. Well, it, it, it definitely worked, so yeah. Um, actually, going, going backwards, Azuki, do you have any questions for us about like, the things that we did as characters? Like, why we did stuff, or 
how what we we're hoping for there. Um, I'm kind of interested, yeah, as, as to what you thought um, you should have done. Or like, what would you have changed about what your characters did that may have altered the outcome, or at least altered you know, how difficult it was at the end. I, I will say personally that I do regret not using JJ's abilities more, but the the Pulp Cthulhu Clairvoyant is really hard to kind of nail down what it's meant to be doing. So I think like having, being like, you know, able to tune into certain things was good enough to help move the story along. Because there was a point yeah. where I was just like, I don't know what JJ, because Andre said doing fucking mind control and all kinds of shit. And they're like, <laughs> what can JJ even do? Hold on a minute. <laughs> I could have set up more things like ghosts that could have told you stuff. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So it's all about contacting um, supernatural entities. And there certainly were. The problem is that most of the supernatural entities to contact there was like either a god that would send you insane or maybe some horribly tortured people that had died there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there's. It, it is a difficult one, and I was having trouble gra grappling with it too. Um, in terms of like what I would have done differently, not much though, to be honest. I think things went pretty much the way they would have done. I think maybe I would have made more of an effort to keep Charles safe. Mm. I was alright. Didn't die at any point. No, no, but like, I think I took the fact that you were the big strong guy for granted. I was very glad that you did summon the Bayaki though. I thought that would be a great scene. <laughs> and that, was a, that was such a bizarre. <laughs> like, especially since, since George got it. Yeah. <laughs> And there was a point where it was about to kind of eat you as well, because <laughs> you didn't manage to find it immediately. Because um, you're not really supposed to go in the circle with it. That was the problem. You were like inside the circle with the thing that wasn't supposed to escape from the circle. So it was just like, who's this guy? Oh, I'm going to eat him. <laughs> like, um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's those first impressions that matter, Zuki, you know? You know, true. you get it, you know. Oh, uh, you also missed out, missed out finding one of the books which had a uh, brew space mead in it, which is which is yeah. what you can use to travel into space with a Bayaki, basically. Oh, okay, damn. Because if you tried to travel into space with a Bayaki and didn't have space mead, you'd just kind of explode because you'd be in a vacuum. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's very weird, the lore around them, because they can apparently travel faster than the speed of light as well. Um, okay. I mean, if you're so... riding one and it does that, you just die, right? Surely. <laughs> No, apparently, yeah, in the lore, you can travel to, you know, other planets on Bayakis. You can go to the uh, the home world of the, uh, My, uh, the Mygo and so forth, yeah, which is interesting. But it never really, it never really specifies how that happens. Huh. Probably space folding, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I didn't really want to go that far. If you tried to go into space, it would have been no, not today. Yeah, I think that might have been a bit outside the realms of the actual story, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Barry, <laughs> I would have loved that. He would have loved that as well. Ground control to Major Barry. Come in, Major Barry. Right! I'm floating around in space, I am! Look at that fucking sun! <laughs> I love it. Oh no, my bindle! <laughs> Flying off across the moon, but then again, space in in Lovecraft is like unbelievably frightening. There are all sorts of horrible creatures out there that just want to destroy you. So yeah, but I mean, it's in 1940s, so or even 30s at that point. So it wouldn't have necessarily been 
you know, I guess a, a common thing to think of. True. Yeah. 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 I kind of wish I'd gone crazier with Andre early on. Crazier. Yeah, like towards the end, it was fine, but I kind of. The beginning I was trying to be kind of kind of very sly and manipulative with him and just very slowly achieving stuff. Now I was nah fuck if I just turned up medieval from the start and gone for it, I probably could have got more shit and broken more things, but you know. Yeah. Well you did get most of the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. The main book. Although where that's ended up I'm not sure, probably with the chapel committee. Um but yeah, there, there were there were some interesting things to find there. Um Yeah, I don't know it more just I I was I'm now looking back and I'm like, maybe I was too cautious with him. Maybe I should have just taken some more crazy risks and gone, eh. It's always fun. I mean, that's the thing, because you were very much... That was another thing, that you were very much acting as a kind of party, so you'd be travelling around together most of the time. No mm. one really went off on their own, except towards the end. Mm. Uh, which was, yeah, I mean, that's how people play these games. But yeah, it's... Uh, it'd be interesting you had just separated and found other stuff. That, like, one of you could have just found... The maze, like way before you did, and wandered mm. off and gone there. Or one of you, you could have found the uh, the monster in the uh, in the orchard before it was kind of. But that's the thing that I did is that I made I made Samuel go off and find that so that it would kind of push things forward a bit. But yeah, I think because um, you were hanging around to the party, you didn't explore quite as much. That's why I needed to kind of push things along a bit a bit more. But that, that's not a bad thing. And it's, I guess it's the way that the previous adventures have all been played, isn't it? That you've tended to stick together as a group and not as much gone off on your own. Um, I mean, I did kind of put the fear into them like before yeah, yeah. we even played the first session. Like, well, you know, running away is a viable option to every, uh, every problem you come across. And you're probably going to die if something touches you. And they were like, oh, let's just stick together. Let's not, let's not break the party. Let's not do this. Let's not do is, that. So... The first few things we had in this episode was, or in this series, sorry, was um, the cow, right? Mm-hmm. That burned burn you, which thinks, okay, that's not right. Um, and mm-hmm. then us opening a cupboard, Barry getting shot in the face. <laughs> and then um, Barry getting attacked by... Um, the ghost, uh, what's his name again? Samuel, um, again, um, downstairs. So there wasn't really much of an enticement to sort of yeah. like, yeah, let's go on our own. What's the worst that can happen? It's kind of like there's spooky, spooky stuff happening here. Well, I kind of mean before that, yeah, like that initial point, you were kind of in the house and not really looking around elsewhere. But I was going to try and encourage that by saying, oh, you've got to go and. Um, you know, catalogue what's around the estate and stuff like that, but we didn't really get to that, I think, yeah. Mm. Uh, I could have pushed that agenda a bit more of having you split up and just explore the whole island. Um, But yeah, having said that, I think it worked out really well, the way that things built up, you know, so I I was happy with it. Yeah, I mean, like, talking of an agenda, like, obviously I had, I had these ideas of, of what I wanted to do and w- one of the things I think I probably should have done is is maybe force that more controlling aspect of, of Henry from the beginning because there were a lot there were a lot of points that I wanted to like when, when we were taking watch I, I was like well no, I'll, I'll do it I'll, I'll stay up and keep watch because the idea was I wanted to read the book before everybody else I wanted to know what was going on but at the same time I didn't want to force the issue you know I didn't want to be this sort of like I don't know, like a, like a Mary Sue kind of character. Like the whole point, the whole point was that Henry was there to kind of 
help things along but i had my own motives for, for being there i was there to collect stuff for the foundation um and i didn't the way the way the party was working and the way we kind of bounced off of each other like i didn't want to start messing around with that dynamic just so i could have like little special moments does, does that make sense yeah that makes sense you didn't want to steal the spotlight yeah exactly and then when i did get that chance to sort of like fly off on the bayaki like oh yeah this is a little adventure i was like okay cool i'm gonna start doing some more sort of henry centric stuff where i'm like much more focused much more like i know no one's around so i can do things that henry would actually do like intel collecting and trying to figure out what's going on and mm -hmm. that, that sort of thing um so i think it kind of worked out in the end uh you know for the character um but i feel like i, I maybe should have pressed a bit more and maybe revealed his character a bit more earlier on um but yeah 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 i quite i think i think everyone did their characters really well i think there was no <gasps> sorry there, there, everyone really like leaned into their their own kind of style so that that was really good to see um, but of course the, the problem is that you're not cthulhu investigators that was one of the things that was about this adventure was that you weren't there to be like oh we want to find out what we can only you were kind of a bit confused at first. Most of you didn't know something terrible was going to happen. Mm. So that does affect how the game kind of pans out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, is there much else to talk about, or do you want to call it there? I don't know. I think we want. To, do you want to talk about the where we're going next? Well, um, there was a couple of things I wanted wanted to ask you guys. Was there anything from? the series so far that any of you wanted to ask me about and then I will do a little preview as to what's coming next Is the hairy cucumber coming back? No, the hairy cucumber is not coming back, Ben okay. <laughs> What was that? George Lusk? Was it Lusk? The guy yeah, who set up the, the Whitechapel yeah. Vigilance Committee? I, I Honestly, I did so much research for that Um if some of my internet history was, was looked at back then with some of the, like the weird and wonderful facts I was looking up, I don't know, I might be put on some sort of watch list. But um, Can I confirm? Did Cicero survive or no? Oh, Cicero survived. Okay. Yeah, I thought Cic he did. C Cicero, Cicero somehow survives, but that was the whole point of the, um, of the Dreamlands. You, as a group, you were all sort of like drawn in and trapped within it. Yeah. Um, because of the actions of the Ripper, and there, there was there were things that I wanted to throw in there about you know he wasn't just a man like he was dabbling in things he shouldn't have been doing and working hand in hand with um, Balthazar because the whole the whole point there and that and the original story was he was pushing things along you know he was he was the architect of all of all the mayhem that was going on he gave people the power and gave them the abilities to do things. Um, but uh, but yeah no yeah, Cicero survived. But I, I the way I con I uh, conceptualized the character afterwards was that he's more sort of because of the damage that was done to him when he fell out the window. He's basically wheelchair bound now. Yeah, I seem to remember that. Um, that was more for a reminder for myself, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was quite a while ago now that we were actually doing that story, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no, like that. Just trying to think yeah that that actually finished um series two finished last year it's maybe? definitely been six months plus i'm yeah. gonna say time has lost all meaning guys we, we really can't yeah i mean with covid and everything else we're kind of um 
we're still I think I think we're still not back on back on track but um but yeah I mean were there any other any other questions you guys had um I think I've got almost a fan really yeah mm-hmm. well the thing is at the end of it at the end of it the, the mystique from the last one was right the island has you know uh gone and we don't really know what's happened to I'm going to say the protagonist if you like the god um, mm-hmm. He would have been the antagonist. Well, yeah, what, yeah, antagonist, whatever. The badger Badges was the protagonist. I mean, a badger was the protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if we can't ask questions about that, because that could potentially be something that uh, comes back, you know, um, at a later point down the line, it could again be like a little bit of a reveal, potentially. Um, I mean, I will say, I will, I will say, anything that happens in these stories, because Spectre is a uh, like a Though every story is, in, is, 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 yeah, it's, it's a collective universe. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's its own sort of thing. I mean, you know, um, even though we all write and tell stories differently, it's all set within the same framework. So anything that happens in a story, in a scenario, will affect what happens in someone else's story because we have all that information to draw on. That was the whole idea of Spectre to start off with. It was supposed to be sort of like a community effort between us lot. Um, to sort of create this this world that's like a parallel to our own where the events that happen here happens in happened in this world but it's you have the mythos you that the cthulhu mythos is real how would that affect like in this case how would that affect world war ii how would that affect the case of jack the ripper how would it affect you know um like like the the financial crash of like the 1980s was that actually caused by by like you know um the the Migo interfering with stuff you know like there's there's all this stuff that it's that, that, that i had this idea of everything could just sort of work within its own within its own universe i kind of lost my train of thought there but you get what i mean right it's it's it's, it's a collective thing um so definitely what what happened in in C, in series three is going to directly influence what happens in in series four um, which I'm currently in the process of um, of writing up now. Um, no, I was just gonna say like, was there anything that you want that you wanted us know? Um, anything you want like tease for us, if you, if you will, without giving me too much spoilers and stuff. Well, I mean, one thing I will say in terms of Henry, he is directly linked to series one and two. He has a direct familiar link to those series. Whether you guys want to know that... What was his surname? Stevens. Stevens. Well, that was the was name he was going by. Was it? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. You see, that was the whole. That's the whole thing. There's a lot. There's a lot to Henry that that will come out in later series that okay. I'm going to. That I'm going this, to do. This was why I didn't want to ask you who was the river because. You know, if you're again wanting to try to revisit it, I think it's more. Oh no, the Ripper you know, stories. The Ripper story is done. Like there's, yeah. there's going to be no revisiting okay. that character right. and that 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 time period Fair and that enough. story. So that's done. That's done and dusted. Um, but it still leads. You know, it's still good to have the mysteriousness, mystique, whatever. The mystique, yeah. You know, yeah. there's that. There's that obviously, obviously that, that constant real world mystery of who he was. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas if, if, if everyone has said it's Joe Bloggs down the street, ah, oh. all right then. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there. But in terms of um, what's coming next, um, 
how do you i hope you guys have uh, have got your, your your gravity boots and your spacesuits because for series four we're heading into the future uh, into the distant future um 200 years uh, in fact um to a time period where humanity has gone out into our own galaxy and is now mining the planets that uh, are in our solar system for precious resources and that's i think that's probably as much as i'm going to give away now um i will have discussions with you guys like privately um but for the listeners as well that's that's basically get prepared for something a little bit different uh something that i haven't actually found any rules for you know cthulhu in space in the future but it's going to be fun it's uh, it's going to be different and uh yeah i just hope you guys are going to enjoy it could i be a vending machine repairman <sighs> 200 years in the future all the possibilities of things you could be <laughs> You want to be the guy stacking Mars bars in the middle. I think he's showing me lifter. Yeah. I think he's just doing lifter. Well, I, think I mean... I might be too young for that. I don't know. Oh, fair enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, my babies. I mean, you know, you might... Um, hold that... Look, just hold that thought in your head. And then and then we'll come to it when it comes to character generation. But... Um, Probably not. I'd make a terrible lifter. But... So what was the style of the sci-fi? Is it like hard, hard science kind of stuff? Um, think well. My my inspirations are always things like Alien and Blade Runner. So not much Aliens or like the others, mm-hmm. like the the the, the um uh, the, the sequels. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's, it's very yeah, sort of that. like yeah. Well, mm, it, it, it's like it's more horizon. this very it's more this very sort of like very utilitarian. Oh, okay. Eighties, grim sci-fi. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighties grim. Yeah, but I mean, uh, as well, just going back to that—that sort of like sci-fi thing. I'm also very um, influenced by stuff like Quatermass, mm. which is very sort of real-world science thrown in with horror. You know, how would you know? How does how does a man who you know a rocket engineer who understands certain things? How does he deal with? You know. Like Quatermass in the pit is literally is, is, is very Cthulhu, very very Cthulhu. How does he deal with the fact that there's a there's, there's a this this spaceship exists and is is possibly the um, the the uh, pro- progenitor is that the is that the right word for the devil? Like how 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 does how does a human being deal with that? Um, so yeah, that, that's my sort of sci-fi, and that's what I'm going to try I mean, and bring I, I, to I didn't, series four. I didn't four. actually realise that Quatermass was basically an old episode of Doctor Who. No, quite. No, is. That, that is literally a bill. That was literally a Pertwee episode of Doctor Who. I've seen it. Really? Yeah. Well, I think Quatermass I mean, predates Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, Quatermass. I don't 1950s. know. Fifties. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. Yeah. It does predate it. Yeah, but there is yeah. there is some really there's some really good stuff from like like nineteen fifties um, and early sixties uh, sci-fi that I, I like as well. But anyway, that, that, that's, 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 that's sort of like the vibe. So if you get your mindset into it's going to be gritty, it's going to be grim, it's going to be very utilitarian, everything's going to be blocky, there may be cassette tapes involved, and, and, just, and just enjoy it. This is a bit niche, but um, there's a point-and-click game series from like the early 2000s called um, like Five Days of Stranger, Seven Days of Skeptic. Uh, Seven Days of Skeptic is specifically pretty much 
where we're going. It starts off with the first game being in like nineties, and then jumps forward to two hundred years ish in the future, in space on a ship, Cthulhu style stuff happening. It's a very very good little point and click game if anyone is interested. Nice vibe check. I will definitely leave that in for the for for the uh, the fine listeners to go off and check that out, and I'm gonna have to check that out as well. It's like a little screenshot in here. Yeah, it's no good for audio people, but it looks Unless... like a creepy spaceman holding a crucifix. If that helps. It, yeah, it is a creepy spaceman holding a crucifix. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> History runs in cycles. That's a good tagline as well. I like it. <laughs> hmm. Apparently, you just dash straight download it, but obviously, I'm a little bit hesitant to do that. No, that is 100% legitimate. Um, it's made by I don't know if any of you know the. Uh, YouTube series The Escapist. There's oh, the yeah. punctuation reviews. It's made by that guy. Nice, nice, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on on on, on that. I don't care because I'm not using my computer. Well, <laughs> download it to a VM and see what happens. <laughs> well, on that positive note, I think um, that uh, brings an end to this uh, Spectre debrief. I guess. Indeed, uh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe we can uh, do another one of these at the end of uh, Series 4 and see how we uh, we think it's things have progressed. Will we be doing a Session 0? I believe we will be doing a, a Character Generation Session 0. Yes, we will. Where we will force Ben to play a West Country uh, bumpkin in space. It's just Barry. Can I carry he my somehow bin? cracked the code to live forever? It's just Barry. <laughs> it's just Barry's like Barry's great 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 uncle. Who's also he's still great 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 great, great 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 He's still he's still like uh, stowed away on board a spaceship now. Yeah, yeah instead of he's now part badger. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not having we're not having like anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. That is entirely how this works. I love it. Oh god! Right, yeah. well, be a space tape here. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's space gun, isn't it? I would be a green rabbit then. No, you're not being Bucky O'Hare. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, it's just Jack Rabbit. Oh yeah, Jack Jack Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, I actually was going with Bucky O'Hare, wow. but yeah. Oh, okay, alright. But no, you, yours also <laughs> works. That's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Can we crystal it out of uh, Star Fox? <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. So that's that's us. Um, tune in soon for uh, the beginning of uh, season uh, series four, and um, if you want, leave us a review. If you don't. Nice. Up to you. What? Just <laughs> what? No, give us a review. No, Five stars. Eat a thanks. Dick. Yeah, eat a dick. You know, if you don't want to do it, go eat a dick. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anything less than five stars, fuck you. No, that's not. <laughs> oh, no, cut that. Gosh. Cut that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna lose so many people. All right. Okay. Guys, guys, guys. If takes me seriously, you need help. Okay. Right, in recording. I don't okay. matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Recording.
Yeah, all right. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this special episode of Spectre in the Fog, a strange debrief. Our intro and outro track is Abandoned Windmill from TabletopAudio.com. If you'd like the episode and have any questions or just want to say hi, you can do so on Twitter at SpectreFog or on Facebook at SpectrePod. We also have an official Discord channel, which is free for you to join, links for which are on our social media and in the episode notes. Finally, you can also now leave us a review on Spotify. Five stars would be absolutely spiffing. Stay tuned for the beginning of Series 4, Echoes from the Void. Until next time we meet, stay safe, stay happy, and keep investigating.